3: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
4: Richie. <laughs> beyond Walker. Q. Good morning, welcome to episode 164 of Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth podcast. Hope you're doing well. At the weekend, Manchester City dominated the Cherries at the Etihad. It was against a disciplined and committed AFC Bournemouth, but the golfing in class was just too obvious, with the champions of England sweeping Bournemouth aside in a 4-0 whitewash, which oozed class and dynamism. On this pod, it's myself and Tom Jordan, and we're dissecting the game. And Scott Parker suggested that the current incarnation at Man City is the best team he's ever seen. And after the citizens' whitewashing of the cherries, well, yeah, maybe it is hard to disagree. But was 4-0 the best we could have hoped for? Could we have done anything different? And where did it go wrong? We'll find out now as we go over that 4-0 match at the Etihad. Hello, Cherries fans, and welcome to the second look here on Back of the Net. My name's Sam Davis. My name's Tom Jordan. And we're here after our first away game of the season, and it went to the script, really, didn't it, Tom? 4-0 to Manchester City. Bournemouth were soundly beaten, and it's one of them performances from Bournemouth where I don't think you can read too much into it because the golfing class is that great. They were superb City, weren't
0: they? They were. I think 4-0 was probably one of the favoured results from people that are predicting it really, so yeah, they want a lot to as you say, to be seen, we can't take too much from it um, lost a run, beat him run in the Premier League this season, which is a shame, but no, it was it kind of went, as you said mate, to the script, but um, it's a shame because you always go into them games thinking, oh, maybe maybe, and first ten or so minutes, I thought, well you never know but as soon as they get the first, I think it's only going one way, it was a difficult one, obviously we're talking about a few injuries and illnesses that, that didn't help us, but Yeah, City are too good One of the best teams I've probably ever seen Live mate To be honest with you They're they're ridiculous So yeah No shame in loser there And we won't be the only team To lose by By four or so At that place In my opinion
4: And Man City of course They're a team That we haven't managed to get a point against in all competitions in a long long time so it was always going to be a tough ask and against the champions of England the newly promoted side from the championship boasting a number of players that had rarely even played Premier League football up until last weekend it was always going to be a challenge but yep 4-0 to Manchester City it's one of those results Tom where if you're a fan of a Premier League club that isn't one of those two you sort of look down the results and it's, you, you it's don't standard. raise your eyebrows no. it's standard isn't it so yeah. I don't think we were embarrassed I don't think that it is a shock to anyone that sees that it's just a run-of-the-mill result really
0: yeah we're, there, there'll be no surprise it isn't going to be talked about you know you're seeing the Brentford manual results being talked about everywhere that mm-hmm. won't be talked about um, so yeah it was it went as expected but we didn't also we didn't cause any surprise did we, we mm. didn't we didn't surprise anyone with the way we played really um, which is a shame but yeah as you say mate it went exactly as as I kind of expected, and I think we kind of said on the preview that one or two looks looks quite oh, all born, right? Three and four is that's what we expect and five or above is oh, all there. Right. So it was exactly how I expected three or four. I think that was probably what most people predicted.
4: If you're brand new to the channel, make sure you press the subscribe button in this video. It's called a second look because we're going to do just that, taking a look at the full 90 and perhaps trying to explain what went wrong, what we maybe could have done better. but. It's a tricky one. Looking back in hindsight is always easy, especially when uh, you get beaten 4-0 and you can wheel out that microscope and you can look at these little min- minutiae within games and over-analyse it to death, but they were just too good. But at two o'clock, Tom, mm. our feelings about the game, perhaps... It, there's always that chink of optimism in there, that little yeah, of bit course. of optimism. But then when we saw that Solanke was out and Zamora was out, it was it was three changes in total, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, he also dropped Billing out, didn't he? But I, I think a lot of people kind of thought Billing might come out for this game because mm. of the way the game and the way we'd set up. But Dom and Jay-Z are probably two of our... Obviously, Dom's probably our standout player. That's mm. who everyone looks to. And Jay-Z, because we haven't got another natural player on that left wing-back, so it means we have to you know mix things around a little bit. So they're probably, weirdly, probably the two... Mm. that you think they're the two that we don't want to lose because we haven't really got any like-for-like replacements in the way they play so yeah that was a real shame I think a lot of us kind of said obviously that's a blow but I'd rather lose them now than you know a game that we expect to hopefully get something out of so maybe it is I think by the sounds of it Dom's got a knock and they thought we're not going to risk it against City Mm. because we're probably not going to get anything anywhere and you'll probably just be running around without the ball but that was definitely a shame, and it was obviously a surprise because we didn't we didn't know that. It sounds like Samura was an illness, yeah. COVID potentially. That's right. Um, so we'll see how he recovers from that, and we'll we'll wait to see. Hopefully, they'll both be. It sounds like them they're, they're missing, but they should be in contention for the next game. That's what I'm hoping anyway. But yeah, that didn't help things.
4: So when I saw the team lineup, of course, Bournemouth announced it in the way they do on social media with a long list. So my assumption was that we were going to be playing a similar formation. Mm. Um, but I did think that Jack Stacey would be on the right yes. and Adam Smith on the left. Because exactly Adam it. Smith has shown that he can do that. Jack Stacey's rarely played on the left. For I AFC can't really remember doing it. Mm. Maybe he has once or two. No, I don't think he has. Mm. So that one struck me to be a little bit strange. Why, why do you think that? that was
0: I said it on um, on Twitter someone someone posted about that because that was a real surprise I think 99% of people thought it was going to be the other way around <clears throat> and the only thing I could think of is we've been working because Jay-Z was a COVID mm. case sounds like it was kind of a last minute pull out and all I can think is they've been working all week on you know how they're going to deal with their you know their opponents how the shape's going to be in that back five etc etc and they thought We'd rather just put uh, someone in for Jay-Z when he's pulled out last minute than going, right, Smithy, we would have to start again with you because you'll be playing against someone different now and yeah. you would have to have... And that's all I can think is they've looked at it and thought Smithy's been working all week on being that right wing-back um, up against certain players and Avan sallow coming from, from their side and the way he would link up, because obviously Mepham, um played on that right centre-back and they'd been probably working at combinations and how they're going to get out. And he thought, I just don't want to disrupt it too much. That's all I can think. And if that's the case, because I can't think of any other reason really, then I kind of do get it. Mm. I do get it. I kind of, I guess the game was gone, but I kind of, I thought they might come out second half and have switched flanks, but I guess you got to a point where it was 3 nil. Mm. But that's the only really thing I could think of, mate, is they'd been working on something all week and they didn't want to disrupt it too much.
4: And that's maybe why... Uh, Marcus Senezi wasn't involved from the off as well, because one of the things that we spoke about on a previous show was that Lewis Cook is invariably better when he's on the ball more, and this Mm. is a fixture where he wasn't on the ball much at all, and we'll take a look at the stats, the heat maps and all that kind of stuff later on in the show, but Pearson's, uh, I think he he played really well actually, considering, (laughs) and uh, again you've said he's better off the ball, so I was quite surprised that Lerma wasn't moved up, because I think we could have done with that. In midfield But other than that We had uh, Tavernier And uh, Christie And Tavernier I've done it again mate Yeah Tavernier
0: Tavernier But a few people do that That's a common one I think You know what and Tavernier And Tavernier Yeah I'm, I'm sure saying, It's got to be Tavernier it? Yeah, it, yeah it is it Tavernier is, yeah.
4: it's, I remember when I used to call Bombardier The um, The the ale Or, or mm. beer Or whatever it is I used to call it Bombardier Bombardier <laughs> Yeah like, I
0: think I might have done that Actually yeah
4: But yeah Kiefer Moore Starting up top And Let's go through the game then, mate. I mean, mm. let's 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 firstly talk about the atmosphere at the Etihad. We've got we've got an away day review show on the way, but I was actually quite impressed with it. To be fair, they were quite loud. I thought it was going to be one of these tourist mm. occasions, but when you've got your first match of the season, everyone's hyped up, but also a certain fifty million pound rated striker starting for you as well. It's it's not a surprise that they were quite hyped up for it, even though it's little old Bournemouth.
0: Yeah, I think I think it does help that they're the ones that make the noise are right next to you as well in the yep. in the away end. So that d- certainly makes it feel louder. But yeah, there was, yeah, they were up for it. Um, I thought they were they were decent compared to other big sides' atmospheres, to be honest. But um, yeah, and when Bernardo Silva come on, they gave him a good reception. Mm. And, um, yeah, there was there was some chance out there. And I thought, yeah, I thought they were okay, to be fair. I thought, I thought we probably struggled a little bit. I know Scott Parker said how oh, great we were, which was, which was nice. But I think that's probably the poorest we've been for a long yeah, time. I think so. Because it's so hard to get up for Because I always think of them sort of games, you know you're going to be up against Kosh. But if you get, like, loads of set pieces, you get, we have one corner. Yeah, and, and when we were, we
4: celebrate like we scored.
0: Yeah, well, you can't really do much. It's so hard to... To Charlton more, and we did our best, but yeah, I didn't think we were great. Um, and yeah, yeah, I thought the City fans were alright mate, and they, like you say, they were up for it first home
4: game, and they scored relatively early, so got them up for it straight away. And before they scored, they it seemed like they, without working too hard, it never felt like they really left second or third gear throughout most of the game. But we were just trying to sponge, uh, like soak up their attack quite a lot, and. Well, they peppered our goal quite a lot, didn't they? Mark, we had Mark Travis to thank, Staging and they had shots that went wide, you know, just an Ethan Ake header that just…
0: I think he could have had He had header, close. yeah, he had that header and then he nearly got on the end of, like, across, a, mm. uh, across the box and Ake's one of them players, I mean, we obviously all worship him, as you saw at the end of the game, when he comes straight to us, it was really nice that um, we never really got to give him a send-off because of COVID, mm. so it was nice to, to show our, our love for him, but… I've never seen a centre off. who's such a poacher. Yeah, like the amount of goals he scored for us, it would just ricochet and he'd tap it in. Yeah. Remember the Liverpool one, and there yeah. was I think West Ham, and he nearly done that a couple of times early on. And yeah, to be honest with you, as much as we got to, I think it was about 16 odd minutes. After about a minute, I thought all that hope kind of went. I just thought these lot. I just we just can't do this yeah, all just game. Too good. We can't do it.
4: Just, you know, just their movement, their technical yeah. qualities on the ball, their little intricate passing, and at times we were we were chasing shadows. Jack Stacey was, early doors, and he got booked after hauling down Mares. I think some people were saying it's soft, but uh, I don't know. It was a late challenge and picked up the first yellow card, and, you know, that sets a precedent, doesn't it? That sets a trend. Yeah. You're thinking, okay, so is the referee going to dish out bookings that easily? But then for Jack Stacey, he's got to play the remaining 86-plus minutes. Yeah. Walking that tightrope against a player With such incredible technical quality So (laughs) it was always going to be hard for him
0: It was, to be fair to him He he carried on the game and managed to I don't I don't really think he ever looked like he was gonna get a second booking So that yeah. he deserves credit for that, but I thought he I thought he struggled on the on the day to be honest with you. I don't wanna to read too much into it because he's playing on the wrong side against Mad City oh. and he hasn't played too much football even last season. So yeah, difficult day for him. But yes, yeah, it's one of them. I think the ref could probably let it go and think, That's your first one, do anything, you're yeah. you're getting booked but he I suppose Mara's just torn tore him in knots really and um Yeah, it was a a bit of a rash one, but yeah, he had a tough tough afternoon, as he probably expected, especially on his weaker side.
4: And they were getting corner after corner as well, and when they're right in front of us, you just just feel as though it's building, and we just couldn't get out of our own half. As I say, later on, we'll take a look at the heat maps and the average positions of some of our players, which makes very interesting reading. Mm. But I don't think the stats that people will be seeing later on in the show will be that much different for many Man City games. Of course, when really? you're playing teams of quality like Liverpool, Spurs maybe, Arsenal, of course.
0: I think we ended up with more possession than West Standard. just. Wow. So, well, that, you know, that, yeah, that and West Ham were at home. So it's yeah. it's like we've got to take this all with a pinch of salt, as we've kind of said. It's, it's frustrating. It's really hard to watch because of how good they are. But we are definitely not going to be the first team and we won't be the last, mate. So, yeah, it's... They're very, very good at what they do. We, we've spoken kind of previews and stuff about. Yeah, they've got all the money, all this, blah blah blah. But what, how Pep's managed to get them all just playing into a system? It's just they just the way they just manipulate the opposition, and you just you
4: just can't do anything. They do the same thing over and over though, and it and it, and it just seems to work. Like always got overloads, always got loads of options. when on the ball. And it, it, it just showed with the first main chance that they had. They had a few, but that was when Travers was called into action with with that save. I think that De Bruyne... It was either a shot or he was trying to pick out Haaland, but it, it, it got a deflection on the way and it fell Foden. really nicely to Foden. He and should have squared it. He, he should have... Well, when you're looking at the replays there, there, there are two of them.
0: Well, how he and didn't square it.
4: And he, and he went for it. I mean... And I still think that's why he was
0: bought off at half time. Do you reckon? Because the game's won at three 0 Why are you taking him off for?
4: And I can imagine Peps that kind of manager. Yeah. That you know that would probably call like, yeah. someone off for that. So I mean,
0: it was just. I mean, I was well happy because I didn't have Arland in my fantasy team because yeah. it was just a. Te- he was fuming. One, it was just an easy- But Travis made himself big and made a really good save yeah. um, in fairness to him. He wasn't kind. Of, he had, a lot of keepers would have maybe looked at that, kind of got over, and then he would have got you at the near post. Yeah. And Travis come out really well. And once again, he he'd probably come out of the game decent. He made a few stops early on, but. Um, yeah, it just showed how they could get in, and I, I don't know, that was the moment where I thought, when he made that save, I thought, it's going to be our day, <laughs> <Did you laughs> but it didn't really? last long, it didn't, I don't know, a part of me thought, as soon as he went through, I thought, goal, and then yeah. when he didn't score, I thought, ooh, you never, never know, but it didn't feel like long after until they um, they did manage to break the day log, to
1: be fair to him.
4: Yeah, so they managed to score fairly early on, I think it was the 19th minute, in in my head I was wanting it to maybe, us to maybe last until 20, 25 yeah. minutes or whatever, but... Uh, wasn't to be And it was fortunate that, It was a bit fortunate it was. Wasn't it okay, you know, Talk me through the goal mate As far as you remember it
0: Well Harlan gets given the assist there And I think He, he did keep going To be fair to him But it kind of fell into his path Quite fortuitously That's what I would have said yeah. But A few of our players Went in try to scrap it off him And it just kind of Ricocheted nicely And he managed to hook it through And Gundogan makes a great run And Gundogan's so good at them runs Off the ball I yeah. passed the front man and, yeah, he's in. As soon as he's in, you, there's only one thing that's going to happen. He's going to put the ball into the back of the net. Nice finish. But I thought Haaland was, was, don't get me wrong, he done well to keep, keep the ball alive. But we were a little bit unfortunate. We probably got drawn into the ball a little bit too much. Someone should have watched the Gundogan run. But,
5: yeah.
4: That's what I'm looking at there. So, we're actually watching... Sort of a replay of the goal whilst we're talking to you, and Carl Walker fires it into Gungun's feet like really quickly. And at that stage, it looks like Chris Meppham's then drawn yeah. into it, and
0: they're going for a quick one too.
4: Yeah, yeah, they are going for. It a, doesn't a come quick off. That's too.
0: why I'm saying it's because he doesn't get the quick one too, because Lerma gets him yeah, really well. Yeah, Lerma
4: gets it, but it just it just it manages ricochets. to fall nicely. And when you've got a player who's that strong, mm. if there's a 50-50 and it doesn't quite fall your way, you know he's got the strength. Just to nudge Lerma over a little bit. I know that Lerma's strong himself, but then it just falls to him, and then Gunungun's, yeah, he's, he's following up his run, and on the floor, Haaland's almost making the pass with his left foot, and mm. it falls nicely onto the left foot of Gunungun, who just put it to the right of Travers as he approached him, and do, yeah, do really you think
0: just, just a quick one like I was thinking when you watch because obviously we hadn't seen City for a few years because we haven't been in the Premier League and we talk I think like most people would do Haaland was obviously a lot talked about you always talk about I know Grievous didn't start but you're Grievous you you're Foden you're De Bruyne watching him live I thought Gündoğan's bloody good and yeah. you forget how good he is mm. I just thought watching him live I thought he do not get enough credit you know because yeah. he's just as I mean he's just as effective as all of them yeah. but maybe because sometimes he's not as flashy but I thought, I thought he was brilliant and um yeah, it didn't surprise me that he's so good at them runs. And then the next goal, mate, is just a joke.
4: Well, we're just watching this goal through now. And one of the things that I found, like, at half-time, you can sort of look back. And it felt like the times that we were most susceptible were when we were in their half. That's the problem. Which is absolutely nuts. When, you know, our, our attacks were few and far between. But it, it started with almost uh, a clearance from the from the sort of right-back area. And Lerma managed just to he get his head on it, but then it falls to Man City. And then it, I think it's Foden in the middle of the pitch who opens up to Bruyne. Yeah. And at this stage, he's almost halfway into his half. And it's so difficult when yeah. he's running so directly at goal. And you're thinking there's lots of movement around him. Mm. What's he going to do? But he just bears down Oops, on Kelly gosh. and then just jinx his body left to right. Kelly's not knowing which way to go. And it presents itself where... You can see it from this angle here that we're looking at. It's just either a left foot finish, but as it happened outside of his right boot <laughs> into that corner of the net. And
0: like watching you on a Sunday, mate. Is.
4: Tra- 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 what a had No chance did he. But what I mean, the technical quality there was absolutely superb.
0: Yeah, if we're going to quickly look at it from a ball perspective, as you said, mate, that's what's so difficult against Man City. You could defend all you want, and then you think right, and then you take your chances. when in transition when you get the break. Mm. But every time we got the break, we weren't. That's to be critical. If the final ball don't come off, you're done. Mm. You're absolutely done. And I also feel Lewis Cook in the middle of the pitch in the build-up to that move, when Lerma wins the header and it drops down, he makes a silly lunge mm. when he should just stand his ground and, and then they're breaking away, and poor from him, really. And if you want to be really critical, it's very difficult for him, but does Lloyd Kelly back off too much? Mm. He doesn't go near the ball once. He just goes back, 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 doesn't he? And doesn't even get anywhere near a block. So yeah, that was difficult. But. Oh, the finish is is unbelievable. Um, De Bruyne was incredible game, like he always is. But, yeah, it's difficult to be too critical. But, obviously, in this sort of show, we need to kind of look at it a little bit from our perspective. And there were a few things in that move that I think Scott would probably say, look, in that transition when we lose the ball, we've got to be better there. As soon as Lerma wins the header, you feel like you've got your job done. You know, they they play it long. Lerma wins it. Now you get on that second ball. And, and I felt Lewis just lunged in a bit poorly. And then we just backed off, backed off. And that was probably in the mindset of we saw that first goal and we're worried about them runs in behind and we're just backing off. Very difficult because if you jump in at De Bruyne, he's probably skipping past you. So it is really hard, but don't take anything away from the finish, mate. It was sublime. I nearly got up and clapped. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable finish.
4: And playing teams of that calibre, when you go 1-0 down the referee might as well blow his full-time whistle. That's how it no felt way. for me.
0: Well, I felt we needed to, to have any say chance, but any way of keeping the score down was when they scored that first goal was somehow get the half-time at yeah. 1-0. Yeah. And I remember actually saying, I can't remember I said it to her, I said, as long as they don't go and get a few quick ones in succession now before half-time, which is obviously what happened, yeah. but you need to get to half-time uh, level 0-0 nil, nil, or 1-0, worst case. And, to, for them to score that second was a real killer.
4: Players were taking drinks breaks. I was surprised that Scotty P still wearing yeah, that jacket or cardigan, I whatever it was, that. with his four stripes. How he got through that, I don't know. He must have been absolutely baking. Mm. We certainly were where mm-hmm. we were stood. And you know what? I, I don't mind the heat. You know, I quite like the sun on my back or whatever. But when there was no breeze whatsoever, wow. I was absolutely dying. And. You know the Man City fans were loving it; they were in full voice. And then, before long, they got their third. But it came from a situation where Bournemouth were had a had a little bit of a foothold in the game. At that point, they had some relatively good possession. And then we're up there on the left-hand side, and there's a combination between Christie and Jack Stacey that that just breaks down. And if you see the matchday vlog, it's on YouTube.com forward slash AFCB podcast. If you're listening to the audio pod, and just. Miscommunication Or whatever it was mm. But the ball back to Stacey Stacey flat-footed And then all of a sudden Man City are on the break And it's amazing How they transition so quickly From not only one half to the other But the other side of the pitch as well Yeah, I think it was and, Mara
0: Switched that over yeah. and De Bruyne, The weight of the pass From De Bruyne as well Just the, When they switch the play He's just carrying the ball and He's just waiting for Foden It's the only one he can give it to yeah. He's just waiting for Foden Waiting for Foden And then just plays it inch perfect and Travers will like to have think he could have maybe kept that one out I think it takes a little bit of a deflection
4: Is that the opportunity that Scott Parker will take to <laughs> I wouldn't have thought he kept us in, in it I hope
0: not He kept us in it um, especially at 0-0 I felt we kept uh, kept it level for a while but yeah it's just one of them I think it takes a little bit of a deflection he just gets wrong footed
4: When you look at it when mm. you look at it so we're looking at a still from the game which which we're going to put on screen that, of course we can't put any motion footage on but I'm seeing there four Man City players, and of course, if you get Travers as well, eight ball players. At that stage, you're thinking, surely we've got enough to win the ball back. But it's all about the timing, isn't it? I mean, I don't know how many times they did this kind of pass throughout the game, but oh. it felt like every two or three minutes. Yeah. And you'd think that teams could maybe wise up to it, but it just just, it just yeah. can't.
0: The legs as well. Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, Lewis Cook just can't keep up with, with Foden um, with his run, just can't keep up with them at all. Um, But the ball has to be perfect, and it is, because it's Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, It's an unbelievable finish. But as you say, earlier in the move, mate, that left-hand side, which I thought struggled, um, Ryan Christie gives the ball away. That's what happens. You give the ball away, they're just off straight away. You have to be so good um, with your decision-making, and I didn't think we were when we got the ball in the uh, final third, which was very few and far between. But, yeah, really good goal. One minute was that goal, their third goal.
4: Yeah, their third goal I'm came a- on thirty-seven minutes, so there was still eight. Yeah, eight, no, I
0: just I just n- feel n- a little bit bad, so I missed it because I went for a bit. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I saw it afterwards, and yeah, it was um, it was it was a lovely goal, but it was yeah, it was it was a killer because you just want to you didn't want to get to time like that. But we're going to second half now, and I think we were all fearing the worst at three 0 I think we were thinking this could be six, seven, eight.
4: Yeah, we were, we were, and. That's, but that's that's probably natural, isn't it? When yeah. you're three, because you know that they've got such strength on the. I mean, the players that they've brought on as well. You know, ridiculous, really. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Fortunately, I think we said this in the preview, didn't we, in the West Ham game? That once they've got the win, mm. they don't want to exert too much. They just keep the ball. They don't, do you know what I mean? They're not going to go, they just manipulate the game really well. So it meant they didn't really go mental and we could just keep in our shape. And we're, and we're also not even going to worry about trying to score, are we? We're just to keep the score down.
4: Were you surprised at the fact we didn't make any changes at half-time? Or do you think that was little, probably about right?
0: A little bit. I, I kind of, I thought, I wondered if, um, because Stacey struggled in that first half and was on a booking, and we've heard about the fact that Tavernier can play left wing back. Mm-hmm. I wondered if he'd just go, I might give you a go there, bring Bill in on move you over to left wing back and get Stacey off because he's on a booking because if you go, obviously it didn't happen so it's fine but I was just thinking if you go five minutes in the second half and Stacey makes a rash tackle and gets sent off, Mm. this could be a cricket score. So I did think maybe he would do that but, you know, we don't know the the fitness levels of all of them. That might, you know, Tavernier's run. He won't too bad, to be fair, and he's he's running around. And maybe he don't to chase too much. And you know, you're thinking right now, you've got to go and deal with him. And... Well,
4: that's what him and you know, like Kiefer Moore was working on oh, as fell well. For like him. Kiefer Moore, I I really felt for him. And like you say, Tavernier, on the on the right hand side, he, he he went on a on a mini run. He had to sort of backtrack on himself, but he held on to the ball really well. And very energetic. There were just yes. those little moments within the game that gave Bournemouth fans a little bit of. <laughs> Uh, like happiness of course there there was a Ben Pearson shot during the first half as well And oh, if he'd caught that if he'd have caught that I mean he didn't quickly. catch it too
0: bad but yeah it just went straight to his throat didn't it but that was again that was from I think it was a deep cross from Smith mm. and, and Moore gets the knockdown and I think what was difficult is ve- don't get me wrong it's very very hard to do but with Kiefer Moore up there we needed to get the ball into him earlier mm. And the problem was, we did. if he was winning the headers, there was never anyone close enough to him no. to get the second ball. And that was the only time it was. And we got a shot away. And I just that's why I felt at half-time, I know the game was done, to be fair. But I wonder if it, if, it, if we'd hung on to 1-0 at half-time, if he had done that and maybe gone, you know what, let's put Billing on. Mm. And I'd get the ball into Moore and Billin, You just be there for the knockdowns on the edge of the box. But I guess the game was done, and, and at that point, it's just keeping your shape and, and trying not to concede too many. Which I suppose we did.
4: And when any times we did go forwards, it see like for instance, we had a throw in. It wasn't it wasn't that close to the penalty Limbs. box, but, but <laughs> we launched it into the penalty box. Lord oh, I don't, yeah, don't mind I that yeah. I suppose it was it, it was a case of just you know trying to lump it into the box whenever you can because whenever you have got Kiefer Moore in there, you've always got a chance of someone heading it. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that. That kind of pattern, it didn't necessarily car- uh, carry on to the second half. Because I thought for the first bit, we were we were pretty good, really. For the first half mm. of the second half, actually for most of the second half. But that a lot of that, sadly, was because Man City just took their foot off the gas. They just
0: knocked it about. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to exert too much energy in that situation. They're 3-0 up, aren't they? And they were very comfortable. And, and they'll say in that second half... We played better. We had a bit more of ball and stuff, but we didn't test the goalkeeper. I mean, Ed- Edison didn't really need to be there, yeah. to be honest. So that means they're yeah keep the clean sheet intact and, and got the three points. So yeah, very comfortable for them. But 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 from a ball perspective, we showed um, bravery and come out of it with a bit of pride at the end of the game in the sense that we we didn't you know we didn't just let them go. And we we kept grafting. It would have been easy to go, oh, these are too good and they could have got five six. But we we stuck in there. And to be fair, the goal they end up scoring is is, is quite a fortuitous one. So we're nearly. Come out of the second half with a clean sheet so
4: mm, You could say that And also maybe Travis should have done better With Foden's goal yeah. So basically it was 2-0 Make sure it was corrected On the Premier League table Yeah it? absolutely So the changes that we made Then on 63 minutes Ryan Christie came off Stanislas came on Lewis Cook as well Made way for Phil Billing mm. Which was a change That you thought maybe Given a different scoreline It could have happened earlier But you know Those were maybe Well those were two of the Three players that didn't Start in the last game
0: yeah, the free changes. And
4: all. you could say that along with maybe Stacey, probably the three newbies were, are
0: struggled the most, less
4: good performers.
0: Yeah, like I like say, it's very hard to give. You know, they're all kind of. None of them were horrendous, but none of them were brilliant. Um, I just felt. I think if you looked at the goals individually, obviously we'll come on to the to the fourth in a minute. But I think um, the second goal, as we alluded to, Lewis Cooks probably should do better. The third goal, Ryan Christie gives the ball away, mm. and the fourth goal. Uh, Jack Stacey plays Cancelo side. Yeah. He's, he's not high enough up, and Cancelo gets in, crosses it, and obviously it comes off Lerma. And, and Stacey struggled all day, I always think Stacey's alright when he got the ball, he yeah. tries to drive you on, but defensively, he's so naive. I just yeah. I just think he gets caught all the time, and yeah, people have always said to me for, for years now, that, oh, is he, is he catching up with Smith? No chance. Yeah. Because every time Smith fits, Smith plays, and that's been under three different managers, maybe four actually, because obviously he would go for a spell. They always play Smith over Stacey, and yeah, I think it's because of that defensive naivety. We saw it last yeah. season, I think. He gave a dodgy back pass to Lerma in one game that he got sent yeah. off. Pete, uh, no, was it Coventry? Coventry? And then Derby away, he had to start. He gave away a penalty, yeah. got caught for a goal. I just think he gets caught too much, mate. And and Christie, as much as I love his off-the-ball work rate, it's decision-making. Yeah. He's really poor at times. He, he hasn't got that final ball, has he? He just... he can't get the shot away, he can't seem to get a good cross, and he he just loses the ball too much in key areas. And against City, you're going to get punished on the break. I just felt Lewis looked a little bit rusty. He wasn't awful, but I just felt he looked a little bit rusty, really. Um, But yeah, like I say, they weren't horrendous, but them three, I just felt were a little bit off it. and It was just interesting to see that they were the three Mm. that come back into the team. I thought the three centre-half's done okay. Mm. I'd probably give them a bit, and Pearson weren't too bad in front of them. As we said, people like Moore and Tavernier worked tirelessly, but um, it was a kind of impossible task for them.
4: Speaking of the centre-halves, mm. uh, throughout the game there was a pattern that it's obviously part of our play, whereby any goal kicks, mm. we're playing it out from the back, we're playing it short. and But ultimately, though, we're lumping it forward, Yeah, um, <laughs> which is really strange because any time we did lump it forward... Uh, nine times out of ten it was falling to Man City, or within a touch or two it would be recycled by Man City and they'd have the ball at their feet and they'd yep. be just effortlessly striding up the pitch. I find that a funny tactic. because. So my assumption is that playing it short, so it would be Travers playing it out to uh, Lloyd Kelly, Lloyd Kelly to Mepham, maybe Mepham to Smith, maybe back to Mepham or whatever, and then eventually it would be a lump forward or yep. Kelly would be lumping it forward. What's the deal with that? Is that to draw more Man City... Yep players forward for the press and then create more of a gap
0: yeah I think so it's trying to yeah like you say trying to as soon as you play that ball out to one of the centre-arfs that initiates their press and they they come onto you straight away and then you go right they're going to have. A, we play it around we get a few more of them out of position and then we go mm. the problem with it was in the City game was then we were obviously targeting going long to Kiefer Moore which makes sense he's, mm. he's good in the air but there's almost no point of him winning it because the knockdown, wasn't got, there's no one there. Well,
4: exactly. And what I found was when we were messing about with it at the back, there were players like Lewis Cook and Ben Pearson getting drawn in to yeah. being more options for people like Chris Meppham. But invariably, they weren't getting utilised because it was just a long lump up. And then it seemed that when it was lumped up, for Moore had no one around him anyway, like you said. Yeah. So this is why was I there felt, any point in doing
0: that? Yeah, this is why I felt that I still think it'd be interesting to know. We'll never know. But if we'd come in at 1-0, I still feel like he would have put Billing on mm. because we'd have been kind of in the game. Because I just feel like, you know what Billing's like. I totally understand why he didn't start, by the way, in this type of game. But when you're getting the forward and you lump up to Keith Moore, you've got to have a midfielder who's going to pick up the scraps, pick okay. up the second balls. And Pearson, and Lewis Cook are not them sort of players. And Christian Tavernier were doing that all game. It was it was, it was was hard for them to get close enough. And I think we saw it a lot last season when we eventually had to go long to, to Dom, it was. Billing was always in and around him. Yeah. Um, I probably felt we could have even maybe used an option of a whether it be a Dembele or an Anthony, just because they've got the, the pace, yeah. to just like, if Kiefer Moore does win a flick on, they could get in behind. Mm. So yeah, I mean, we were, we were we were cautious as expected, and I'm not gonna say that we should have been more adventurous. We've This is what I mean with City, we've been there and been adventurous, and well, I, I remember going there before first Premier League season, losing 5-1 when we went for it, mm. and we lose 4-1 when we try to keep it tight. What can you do? Yeah. It feels like, you're, you know, at the end of the day, virtually every player in every position is, is better than their opponent, So it's very, very difficult. We play a certain tactic. At the end of the day, if we keep it a little bit tight and they don't score two goals, we come in at the break one nil. We get them, you know. We we keep it solid. We could be in the game at one nil with yeah. twenty minutes to go. You don't know. It's just in moments there they're so clinical, mate.
4: Tavernier, he obviously wanted to protect him for the next game. He mm. took him off. 10 minutes from the end Sanasi came on Made mm. his AFC Bournemouth debut And from that moment forward We didn't concede A moment before that though We did And it was your man That got the final chance. He loved scoring top. though Didn't he, he lo- and, mm-hmm. But you know what Man City They were on Their left hand side And they And they just worked it Really well Jack Grealish With a little Like looped ball forward cancel, and then yeah. yeah Cancel And he just Played it in at, just at it pace. In. At pace, it's going to get a touch.
0: I think the player behind him. I'm trying to think. Of it, I can't quite see who it was. I think it might be that Alvarez actually. I think he's probably just going to put his foot on it if it doesn't Yeah. If you think, I think it's Alvarez. Just watching it now. Yeah, I think he's going to put yeah. his foot on it anyway. Um, one of them. But if you go back slightly, obviously we're just we're just looking at it now. If you go back before the little loop ball from um, Grealish, as you say, yeah, you can see what I was trying to allude to earlier. That Jack Stacey's at the back stick there, yeah. and when he plays this ball forward, he's too deep. Yeah. He's far too deep, and and everyone steps up to try and get Cancelo offside, and Stacey's just a little bit off it, and that keeps Cancelo onside, which was a shame. But yeah, it was it was it was a shame that we couldn't quite just. It would have been would have been nice for the boys to go, you know what? We come went out that second half. And we didn't, we didn't let, it, let it be anymore, and we, we showed that we can, for 45 minutes, keep a clean sheet against best, one of the best teams in Europe. But, yeah, they got that one. Real shame for Jeff. He just stuck his leg out, and it, it ricocheted in, and uh, there's what it is, mate.
4: Were you surprised that we didn't see the likes of maybe a Dembele coming mm. on? Just, a, just someone who, who doesn't really have that defensive mentality in him. I know that he's had to at yeah. times, and he hasn't been too great yet, but when he's going forward... He's just he's just focused on getting forward and getting past players just to see how he can cope and if he yeah. can cope.
0: Yeah, it's an, it, it, yeah it's, it's, it's an interesting one. I think, again, I go back to the fact that because the game was done, I think he's just trying to keep keep the score down, really, which I understand. 3 0 at half-time, yeah. the game's done. Let's, let's be real. Um, we're not going to go and get three or four. So, yeah, it's kind of... So, them sort of players, I always felt were, were not going to get on then. I wonder, as I mentioned about Billing, if it was 1-0 at half-time, or maybe even at the start of the game, if Anthony Dembele, Billing, them sort of players could have maybe been utilised. Because of the way the game went, it it. I'm not going to be overly critical that yeah. he didn't get him on, um, to be honest. But I think, yeah, I think if it was, put it this way, if it was just say it was 1-0, 20 minutes to go, yeah. I think he's getting an Anthony Dembele on for the counter-attack and they're yeah. pacing behind. But... Once it gets to as it was, there's no point in them sort of players coming on. Um, Obviously, nice to see Jamal Lowe get his Premier League appearance right at the end for Kiefer, who went down. I mean, he was probably just shattered, bless him. and yeah, and as as you just quickly mentioned, uh, just just um, after the goal, Sonezi getting his, his debut as well. And in that little fifteen minutes, his he, distribution was great. Very, good, very he, he, good.
4: He looked solid. And also, I've got to give a shout out for Stanislas as well. He looked lively. He looked, yeah, lively on the ball and had know, a shot. He,
0: I think they were off shot, didn't
4: they? Yeah, and you can see that touch of quality. He wasn't perfect, but you know there is quality there. And of I course. thought it was nice to see him. And you know, Phil Bill does what Phil Bill does. But mm.
0: I think as well, just to, just to mention the fact that you know when you're saying about Dembele and Anthony and stuff. I think it's quite, in because the game's done, Mm. I think with someone like Junior, it's always getting that balance of going with his fitness issues. Mm. He can't play too much, but he also can't be just sat there not playing for ages, because when he eventually is needed, he'll break down because of his injury problems. So I think when you've got the chance to give him 15, 20 minutes, I think it's quite, quite good to do it. he done it against Villa as well, didn't he? Mm. Just to kind of just chuck him on and just get him a few minutes, I think is, is quite important just to keep him sharp and, and his body ready. So yeah, please see him. And I, I really hope he can just, I'm, I'll keep my fingers crossed for Junior because you even see in spells like that against one of the, probably the best team in the league. He, he's got a little bit of quality about him. I just, I just can't get too carried away with June because of his mm. injuries, real shame.
4: But mm. Harlan touched the ball- Eight times. Eight times. What? I mean, one of them was an assist. Yeah. But and You know you, That's, that's got to be A W In the Consolation column For AFC Bournemouth A
0: little bit Yeah I think, the, I think The problem is I think you You worry about Ireland It probably makes Everyone else better And harder to pick up I don't think they score The first goal If they're playing With a false nine yeah. That little one-two that They tried to do Off Haaland. So yeah but, but what I will say From a Bournemouth perspective we done very well on him We'd yeah. have, we said earlier, Foden squares it to him. He's got a goal straight away yeah. and that changed the game. But I thought Lerma done a really good shift on him. I thought it was quite clever actually from, from Scott, I think, to give him credit that he just switched Meppham and Lerma's positions yeah. because I think Meppham trying to man Mark Harlan would have been very, very difficult. Yeah. I think Lerma, they just went physicality and, yeah. and Lerma, I think Lerma beat him in the air virtually every time. Yeah. So yeah, Lerma's should take credit for that. He's not a defender either. So yeah, we've we got to take little bits of credit when we get it, mate. And um, I thought we kept Haaland relatively quiet. Um, even like, even people like Mars and stuff, I thought we, thought we ushered them as best as we could. It's difficult. I think the ones we struggled with were in that first half in particular, where the game was won, was in that midfield of, of Gundogan and De Bruyne. I just yeah. felt they, they were allowed to orchestrate things a little bit too much. But listen, it's very, very difficult to, to Kim. quiet. I'm not going to be too critical on the boys from that. I just felt we yeah maybe gave them a little bit too much respect at times in that opening period.
4: Mm. If you follow us on Twitter, you'll know that after full-time, after every game, we always ask, ask for a five-word match report. So we're going to go through a few of them of what people said. We've got Tim who says, Harland 0, we are massive. Paul said, lowest expected return fixture onwards. Tony, was there a game today? Toughest game out of the way, says Tom. It doesn't get any easier, said Owen Sherry. We've got Simon saying, City hot, but Harland halted like that. Glad I stayed at home, said Paul Kenwood. Pre-match fireworks were very good, oh, said yeah, Gail. They, yeah. they were very yeah, good. I felt right? the heat from back. That's cool, I like that, yeah. Love that. Leanne saying onwards and upwards, mighty chairs. Kept it to four goals, said Carol Toller. Excellent. City equals AFCB bogey team. <laughs> Erlin Harland isn't that good, said Andy Jennings. Nice to have him on the fan cams as well. John Spark, again on the fan cams. Toughest game done at least We've also had a boring bag of piss from Sean, <laughs> more money in the bank, still queuing at Burger King, Tom. That was Tom. me, yeah. Was that at Warwick Services oh, on the I way don't, back? Yeah, I mean... When it you about half an hour, didn't oh, it? Fast food.
0: I got You get the little receipt thing, don't you? And it said 8.03 ordered, and I got it after half eight. That's Absolutely ridiculous. Probably because Morick services were full of Man City fans, which was odd. Yeah,
4: kept Erling Haaland from scoring. We've got a lot more. At least Haaland didn't score. On to the next match, says Tasha. This sounds
0: simple, <laughs> but we're just so happy that Haaland didn't score. That was <laughs> a win for us, Bournemouth fans. God. You can but read all
4: them on our Twitter. Take a
0: compliment, City. That's how good you are.
4: If you want to follow us on our socials, it's at AFCB. Do you find
0: podcast. I don't know if I don't know if you agree with me, do you find it really difficult to almost dislike City because of how Good, they are at football. You know what? I was. I, they're so good at football that I just think I can't not like this team because they're just they play football in such a beautiful way.
4: I yeah, and you know what? I even I even liked their fans. I thought I thought their fans were very likable as well. And we'll talk about this on on Wednesday's away day review show. But yeah. I I really did, and I chat to a few of them before the game, after the game, and they, look, they're very respectful, and you know they know they're turning up and watching their team demolish Bournemouth. So yeah. you know they're. I'm sure that if they're chatting to a fan of, say, Spurs, or Liverpool, or even a team that's like West Ham, there's probably a little bit uh, less respect shown, which I can understand, but it was really interesting. The Bournemouth fans were singing, where were you when you were shit? And instantly, the Man City fans retort, beating you when you were shit, which was, I'm sure, has been done many times before. But loved, love the fact that also they were... The Man City fans were getting up for it with a little old Bournemouth, like, mm-hmm. you've had your day out, now F off home, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's quite nice to see. That they actually, yeah. They actually that they give actually us a, yeah. care a little bit.
0: Yeah. no, I like We're all in
4: the same league after all, and upsets do happen, just, yeah. just not on this occasion.
0: Nah, unfortunately never against them, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not surprised when we'll I see the way they play. But yeah, that was, that, that was nice, you say. But yeah, I mean, we're singing Where Were You When You Were... But I mean... Probably a lot of their fans, you know, just only have to be slightly younger than me. Well, they've never been shit. Yeah,
5: yeah, <laughs> <absolutely. laughs> yeah have they?
0: I mean, exactly. it's been. You think about it now; it's been quite a fair period since they, they got the cash in and they have really gone to the next level. So, but yeah, as I just think, it's very difficult to have a real kind of. Ah, oh, hate them because they got the money and now they're good. When they play such good football, it's mm. like it's it's a breath of fresh air to the league, mate. It really is.
4: So let's check out the average positions then. And these are AFC Bournemouth going forward. So we see that Kiefer Moore is the most just, in off, yeah, just, just in their half though. Yeah, just in their half. we got you we got Tavernier, which yeah, I can no. I can see that sort of sums up his average position there, but. When you're looking at Man City's, it's not a bad. What I will say is, it's not a bad shape, though. From I was what you're about trying to say do. the shapes actually. They're not all over good. the place. And I think you know Scott will be taking this data and looking at it, thinking it's a plus because they were fairly disciplined yeah. throughout. And look, quality did show yeah, exactly. and shine through. But Man City's, I mean, they they only had, three, well, they had three, including their keeper, in their own half. Can you so even see that... if
0: you look at both goalkeepers? Their goalkeeper's nearly outside his box because he's probably just bored chilling. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah, like... mad. But, yeah, I think the two centre-halves were just in their half. Just keeping a little eye on Kiefer. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're all so far up, aren't they? I mean, that's the full fallback. The full the way they come in as well. Like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's mad. But, um, yeah, Should... not, not too surprised by them. Should we give a
4: shout-out to Nathan Ake? He was unreal, wasn't he? He was absolutely... Super, and you know him. there was there was one moment where, some, where someone sprayed a ball out to the right hand side, and I thought, oh, you know, Tavernier's in here, but Nathan Ake strides across the pitch and mops up. And, I'm so
0: glad they're seeing it now as well. Yeah, they're seeing it. It's getting them. that run in the team.
4: Stephen from a Steam company has tweeted about Nathan Ake yesterday, I think it was, and he sort of said, look. You know, we need to stick with players more because it's clear that he's an asset. There are some City fans that still remain unconvinced. Mm. I think perhaps the more entitled City fans are saying that, but he is a class act, and he's shown it. And yes, we are little old Bournemouth, and yes, he may have made a blooper against Liverpool in a in a glorified friendly. But I tell you what, when he gets minutes, he's such a consistent player. So. He's I th- definitely one that you did. You know, had you got it, got rid of him to Chelsea, I thought that that'd have been terrible.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's one of them. I, I, I kind of get it that if you're sitting, you can almost buy anyone. You probably instantly go, why are we getting someone from Bournemouth who've just got relegated? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of get that because you think, well, he can't be that good then. But also, by the way, we we had a chance of staying up and he got injured. And <laughs> and then we went there. We we were done then. But what I will say is, he's, for me anyway, done about can't speak for everyone else. Done about you, Sam. But for me, I'm a little bit younger. But he's the best player I've ever seen in the Bournemouth shirt, in my opinion. So consistent, so likable. Scored crucial goals, just so good on the ball. And he was he was. We were never going to keep him for long. We we're never going to keep him, and I'm just pleased now. A few City fans, like say Stephen and others, have said that he's obviously got his opportunity now because Laporte's injured, and they're going, "If Laporte was fit now, he'd have to buy his time because yeah. he ain't getting back in straight back in the team." And yeah, you know Mugg if you play, he plays for Holland, he's and he's showing his class for City now. And I think it's always difficult, especially for a defender, when you're coming in and at the team playing the old cup game. Him and Diaz seems to be. I tell you what, looks like a good look because he's class act and. But Ake, yeah, he's. Great. But I was, it was it was a nice moment to see him. He was the first one to come over yeah. before our team even, and give us a clap. We sing a song, and as I say, we missed it in COVID. Couldn't really say goodbye to him. But I always I always want to see Ake do well. Uh, yeah. I love Nathan Ake. What a player! And just what he's so likable. He? he is. He, he's. He's weird. annoying. He's annoyingly good.
4: And then when you look at the heat maps as well, I mean, yeah, they're just all he's... over us. Look at that. It's unbelievable. How much they are camped in our half, and they are camped because the hot spots for them get, are in the ball they? with half. Whereas we've we've got a little bit of joy in their half on the right hand side. That's when Tavernier had a few touches, I'm sure, and then a little bit on the left. But other than that, I mean, the hot spots are in our penalty box, mm. uh, invariably from where they seem to score most of their goals, just on uh, Travis's right hand side there. But yeah, not great. And then the chalkboard as well. I mean, in terms of shots, wow, and even. <laughs> Even Lerma's got one as well. Hey. That was the own goal. But yeah, they absolutely peppered us 19 to 4. They almost doubled our amount of passes as well. It was just a complete performance. And, you know, Pep Guardiola, I'm sure he went back home with a with a glass of red, put his feet up, and thought, this bodes well for the season.
0: Yeah, job done, job done. And he was always respectful about us, um, which, yeah. was, which was nice. He, he always respected. Um, he respected us with Eddie hour because we tried to play. And then he was also respectful of, I think he compelled us to Tottenham, didn't he? Mm. He compelled us to Tottenham in the way that we were quite disciplined. And to be fair, if you look at that, we were quite disciplined. They, they yeah. scored some good. But it wasn't like, even though he made some saves, and even though they were brilliant, it wasn't like Travers had to have the game of his life to keep it a fall. No, so, you know, we were quite disciplined. You know, trying to obviously take the positives as we can. But as you say, with the touches and stuff, I looked at a few bits. Because I actually saw an interesting one was Tavernier, 100% pass completion rate. Wow. And I thought, oh, that's pretty impressive. And then I looked at theirs and it was like 98% for Rodri. And I thought, oh, that's quite good. I have to go into that. And I thought, Tavernier, how many passes did he make then? 16. How many Rodri made? 102 or yeah. something. <laughs> Like, it's just unbelievable. If you could... But um, we'd done, we done all we could and we didn't come out of it disgraced.
4: So I'm going to echo a few comments from fellow AFCB podcast Team member. So, Jeff Hayward, he said mm. that my overriding comment about Saturday is that we didn't foul them enough. I agree with that. We should be stopping their transition play before it got too dangerously close to the goal. He said, Is that too cynical a take?
0: No, I agree with that. I think City are a, a very good side at doing that as well in, in kind of big games. They'll give the odd clever foul. Um, Fernandinho used to be a master of it. Mm. I do wonder if. I thought Lamb had a good game, as you said at the back. If we had had, you know, if Senezi had been on us a few more weeks and Lerma had been in that midfield, could I have seen Lerma given them one early? Mm. I think there was a few times. I mean, it's difficult, Nick, it? you Because we can't be overly critical of Stacey because of that early yellow and then say we need to give away more... Fa- Do you know what I mean? The same breath. But I agree with what Jeff said. I think a few times we said that we were most vulnerable when we had the ball up the pitch. There was when like Christie lost the ball and that they had so much time to get the ball up to the baller. Yeah. Little shirt, pull yeah. We need to be a little bit clever at that, which I thought we might be, but sometimes you can't get near enough to
4: foul them. Then, you know, there were a couple of occasions where that happened. Like you know, Chris yeah. Mepham was booked for you know like a cynical foul, but yeah. maybe it should have just bit happened too late. a bit further up the pitch, perhaps.
0: Yeah, it was it was kind of a bit too late. I think we should have been a little bit more chitouzer at nil nil to be honest yeah. and really give them a game. I think like Smithy was kicking off at the end when he mm. got booked and stuff. It's a little bit late now.
4: Yeah, and also, also when Jeff went on to say that midfield weren't quick enough in transition, for example, Pearson and Cook for two of their goals and also lost the ball too easily winning their half, Christian Stacey being a bit too naive as well. And also players maybe not holding the line yeah. enough as well. But, you know, he did say that he'd still rather lose 4-0 to City and to Bramford.
0: Yeah, I reckon they would have been more happy with seeing that score than, than ours, to be honest with you. I actually... Um, when We went up, obviously, we went in a separate car to you and we, we parked on the driveway. It was a United fan, it was <laughs> we it. got back to the car after the game. He was not happy, yeah. He was sat at the front going, I can't watch anymore. Um, yeah, so I'm sure City are loving, loving life at the moment, but um, mm. yeah, we're well above United, mate, yeah, yeah, well above them, well above them. So, easy. yeah,
4: okay. And you know, if you want to know our opinions about Man's, Man United and all the other clubs in the Premier League, mm. then as a Premier League show. Coming to you very soon, so why not hit the subscribe button? Because then it will drop on your YouTube homepage. Tom, it's been it's been a pleasure to go over that. You know, all is not lost, is yeah. it? All is not lost. There's um there's plenty of games to look forward to, and that was never going to be one that we were waking up with any expectations for, was it?
0: No, and I, I I certainly wouldn't be. Like awake and alive right now if we have got something out of that game because I would have been on a bender um, so yeah apart from a massive shock uh, that was kind of expected mate so we can't look too much into it they'll, they'll look on a few little bits that we've, we've gone into I suppose but go into the next game mate brush that one off no one's surprised and yeah just ask someone Liverpool to come
4: remember if you want to hear on the go what you've just watched you can do it via the AFCB podcast podcast yeah we're we're actually called a podcast because we're a real we're a real podcast so go to your podcast app search for back of the net bournemouth it'll appear then you can subscribe to it and then at the start of every week we'll drop the audio download of the second look which enables you to listen to our glorified reliving of victories draws and losses like that but either way it's been a pleasure tom
0: and you, mate, as I say, come out of the first two games, Villa and City, we've got three points on the board. Could have been a lot worse, mate, could have been a lot worse.
4: So that was myself and Tom chewing the fat at the pair at Parley. But also some immediate thoughts were presented to Tiggs on the fan cams at full time, right outside the stadium.
6: Here we are outside the Etihad. Uh, not the, uh, the result we wanted, but probably the result we expected. Move Rob.
7: Uh, Rob, how do you think that went, mate? actually say i think it was probably what we expected you know came up here without a lot of hope for a for a win and i was going to count it as a victory if we went 20 minutes without conceding the goal we nearly did so you know i think you know the golfing class between the two teams was was just too much and but really enjoyed it good day out it's always a good day out anyway
6: yeah and a really sunny day as well there were a few moments where we we looked to kind of almost start to put something together but
7: then we as we got the pitch we tend to get a bit of a nosebleed didn't we and and lost the ball I think we did that was a bit that was a bit disappointing sometimes when we could have gone for a goal you know we didn't but you know they they tried to keep it down as low as possible I think and in the second half probably City took it a bit easy but uh, you know I think we were never going to expect a win from this so we'll just have to win next Saturday now yeah I mean it's, it's only it's only Arsenal isn't it it's only Arsenal I don't think we're in the bottom three this week, so you know we're doing all right. That win last week was very good. I'll take that.
1: Thank you, mate. Thanks for coming on. Good luck.
6: Mike Kieran. How are you? It's
1: been better. Was...
6: That's a long. That's a long journey for a game for you, isn't it?
1: It was. Uh, it's, it's tough, but really proud of the boys. Really, yeah. you know, the way we tried to play, our effort to the last minute—you can't fault it, really. And first half, we just. You know, we just see what happens when you play against the best side in the world. Arguably, you know, double-edged sword. You try and go forward, you make a couple of mistakes, you lose the ball, you leave the middle a bit open. They capitalize. You got Kevin De Bruyne, you got Erling Haaland. It's going to happen. And yeah, it's it's what we expected, not what we hope, what we hope for, but it's not what you can do about it, really.
6: I mean, you live in Australia, but you follow the Premier League quite, you know, really closely, and, and what's going on in the league here. So, tell me this now: Do you think anyone can come here? and and get three points this season or do you think it's a tough ask for everybody?
1: It's always going to be a tough ask, you know, but there's going to be days City aren't on their game and there's going to be days teams don't make mistakes the same way we played against Villa. So it might happen, it might not, but no matter what, it's a very tough place to come.
6: Uh, What stands out for you today? Is there anybody you thought, you know, despite the 4-0, really grafted really hard for ball today?
1: Marcus Savonier, again, just did his job to a T, confident on the ball, held on to it, got us up the pitch. I I think Kiefer would have played better had we had Dom with him. Yeah. I think Christie struggled a bit, understandable, but I think Dom's pace, power, strength, I think it would have made a big difference today. Uh, I think it showed we didn't really have an attacking outlet on the left, but with Nozomora, but, you know, it's where we're at and still positive signs for sure.
6: Thanks for coming on, buddy. Good to see you. Yeah. Thank you. Hey. Um, how are you doing? What's your name, sorry? Uh, Luke. are oh, you yeah, Luke. How are you?
4: I'm good.
0: Uh, I don't really care about the 4-0 loss, but the goal difference, not that great for us. And um, at least we fought our hardest today. Um, everyone tried hard to the end.
1: And I don't really have much to say, but the one thing, uh, two things what I want to say. N- Nunes
0: is better than Haaland and United are better than City.
6: Oh, ho, ho, fine words, I love it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we're lovely. Thank you, buddy. Hey, how you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. Good, excellent. What's your name?
0: Uh, well, today... You know, I travelled all, all the way from Norway to watch this. All the way from Norway? Yes. Oh, where in Norway? Uh, Poshkin, small town. Oh, wow, OK. I mean, the game was... Uh, the third goal was really avoidable, I think. Uh, Stacey, he shouldn't have lost the ball really up there, and Travis, he could have saved it easily. But, I mean, it's Manchester City, we're not
6: supposed to beat them, are we? We, we aren't supposed to beat them, no, and then I think we, we tried to set up in a certain way. I imagine, I don't know if you know, but before the game there was a couple of players who we thought yeah. were probably going to play that didn't play.
2: Solanke
5: and Zamora.
6: Yeah, so that, that might have had an effect upon the game plan. Um, it looked like a very defensive set up to start. Scott Parker trying to keep the scoreline down, and for 20, well, almost 20 minutes, 18 minutes, we did we did okay to stop them scoring.
0: It wasn't a horrible performance, I agree. Uh, we, we really missed Solanke though. He he's a really important player. I agree.
6: And we go into Arsenal next. Do you think we can perform a little bit better with them?
0: Probably better than four nil, but you know uh, Arsenal are hard as well. We we don't usually beat Arsenal, but
5: I mean there's always a chance.
6: There's always a chance. Safe journey home. Thank you so much. Hey mate good afternoon gents good afternoon you look fabulous i love that top
5: thank you very much thank you yeah yeah yeah, not so much the fact the game wasn't fabulous was it but we we knew it wouldn't be Um, yeah i just thought first half we were a little bit naive in as much as when when we attacked that was when we were our most vulnerable wasn't it? when we opened up and we committed men forward um, that's when they punished us on the break and the, the the reason that they punished us on the break was the fact that we didn't show enough quality in the final third um, which, which you'd ask better, really. You, you, there was passes going astray, whether it was Christie, whoever it was in the midfield, simple balls going astray. Um, they, they picked us off on the break and, and it, you know, they punished us. It was, it was clinical. Um, not much you can say, really. The golfing class was evident. It was always going to be evident. We were just hoping that we, we might have been able to hang on in the game probably a bit longer than we did. Yeah. But at half-time, having conceded those three goals the way we did, I did fear the worst. But I think second half... Um, we came out, we gave it a good go, we, we, we kept our shape, we kept our discipline, we were committed, we were organised and we limited them second half um, to, to the one goal, obviously, which is, um, you know, you know as, I said, as I've said previously, we're not going to be judged on what we do at the Etihad, we're not going to be judged what we do at Anfield, these are not the games that are going to keep us in the Premier League. We knew it was going to be a tough challenge today and, um, you know, we, we move onwards and upwards. It was, um, it's, a, it's been a great day out, the sun's shining, so let's, let's enjoy what we've got left of it.
6: Up the cherries. Up the, the cherries. cherries. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Matt. Hey, buddy. How you doing? You OK? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Good. That was... Uh... Have you been to the Etihad before? Uh, lots of times. Yeah, yes. yeah. Me too. That was, that was louder than the last time I was here from from the home support. They've done some nice things. I quite like the safe standing as well.
2: Yeah, that, that's really good. I don't know whether we can do it at our place or whether we want to do it at our place but yeah it's nice to have something to lean on especially when you're four nil down yeah, in a bit.
6: yeah. So. boy did we need something to lean on yeah. today and we didn't really we didn't really get it on the pitch did we well, uh
2: yeah. yes and no i mean let's put it this way we all knew what was going to happen today yeah and i've been here like you say i've been here before and i've seen far worse droppings than that True. they didn't have sterling so he didn't uh, add to the score line and I mean, if Slanky and Zimura had been playing, then it could have been completely different.
6: That's a joke, by the way. <laughs> I, I know yeah. it is, I know. And I, everyone else should know that as well. Uh, yeah, it was It was an interesting game. Was, if we just lasted those 20 minutes second half, City didn't come out and attack us as much, did they? And on, on a hot day like this, I think everyone was sort of
2: uh, wanting the game to be over in a way. Yeah, I think that's right. I, but the good thing from our point of view is I think we never flagged, we never let our heads drop. We kept yeah. trying to play the right way. and. The, you're playing probably the best team in Europe at the moment, so it, it is what it is, I hate that phrase, but it is what it is and yeah. uh, we go on next week, we've got two more tough games, but they're, not, they're not, I don't get the impression they're going to let this sort of get them really down and Parker no. will hopefully get them up and praise them for sticking at it and really difficult conditions for everybody and they did really well. Yeah. The only thing I wish he'd done was maybe bring on another couple of subs. Yeah. Give them maybe Jaden Anthony's Premier League debut, let them Dembele have a run because the game had gone. Why not let them have a run around the pitch and get a bit of experience of the occasion? But other than that, yeah, I I am looking forward to it and I think we know we we're, we're going to have a team that aren't going to let things get on top of them and uh, just going to keep going from game to game and We'll see what happens next week against Arsenal. See what happens. Thank you, buddy. Good cover going Cheers, on. Thank thanks. you.
6: Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, all right. All right. Didn't expect much and we got it. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't expect much and we got
3: that. I like that. That's probably the best way of looking at it, isn't it? And I, I is think- it- well, you look at their lineup and you only have to look at the number of Ballon d'Or nominees they've got in the lineup and you think you're gonna be in for a hard day. They've got quality all over the pitch. I actually think we did all right. Yeah. It was nice to see the engagement from the manager at the warm up before the game. He's sort of latched onto the fans a little bit. We don't always see that. I thought that was really good early on. And we played alright for the first 15 minutes. Sensational save from Travers early on, and you think if he's gonna make saves like that, is it gonna be just one of those days where they just don't go in? But they do the same thing over and over and over again. They do that little reverse ball down the inside channel, fullback's caught because he's dealing with the wide man and it, it, sooner or later they're going to score from it and he yeah. scored for three goals from it. It's, to be honest, I said to Oliver this morning, look, we're probably not going to get anything out of this game but you're going to see some of the best players in the world today. Just go out yeah. and enjoy it. And we've seen that. I mean, De Bruyne has finished for the second goal. There's not many players Un- who can pull off a finish like that. He, yeah. he put it in the one part of the goal where Travers couldn't get it. We'd had the chance to maybe make it one all before that, but what can you do? There's, t- against a team of that quality, all you can do is come away, do your best, try not to get embarrassed. And I don't think we did get embarrassed. I will say, late on when Samesi came on and Lerma stepped up into midfield, we looked a little bit more like our old selves in midfield. Yeah. Now City were in second gear by that point, which meant it maybe it wasn't wasn't. Don't read too much into it. But I'd rather see Lerma playing in his normal position as the. Uh, The water carrier in front of the back four than sitting in as one of the central defenders. Yeah. So next week we'll see what they've learned. Enjoyed it, good day out, nice weather, warm. We'll see what comes of it. See what comes of it. Thanks so much for coming on. Cheers. Much appreciated. Oh, should we
6: move? We move. We move. Yeah, we're gonna come to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um a few little things, but I've talked about quite a lot of stuff and I know you're having opinions on the game. But before we start that, I just want to talk about a couple of players. So I want to talk about Nathan Ake. Okay, wasn't it wonderful to be able to see him today? Yeah, it was great, and he got a really good reception at the end. I think when you
0: two come on to do this, um, Ake come over to the Bournemouth fans straight away, and he was uh, we're just getting a little just getting ushered along here. By the way, if you think I'm moonwalking, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Ake come over to the Bournemouth fans straight away, and he got he got his song, and yeah, uh, yeah he was unbelievable. He could have got a trick first half. Um, yeah, he's he's different class. Please see him do well, but. Um, yeah, and he kept a clean sheet, so fair play Nathan Ake.
6: Fair play Nathan Ake, and we also saw a new signing come onto the pitch in Sané Zay. that's right, isn't it? Sineze did he come Sineze.
0: on a 4-0? He did come on a 4-0. That's just how many goals he concede? That's all I'm saying. That's Unbelievable, I'm saying. he's the next Nathan Ake, isn't he? I, I, mean, I would have thought so, I would have thought so. Second right. half, please me, I know, don't get me wrong, they, they took their foot off the gas, you know, they, they didn't need to, I said this uh, to Sam in a preview, like, the good thing about the West Ham game was when they had the job yeah. done, they just keep the ball. So, yeah, they, they knew they won, so they didn't go and absolutely murder us. But to be fair to us, we stuck to our task, kept grafting. I like to seeing Smudger give a bit of, you know, give it a bit. You know, they care. They did, don't I mean. they? Um, and I just looked then. Harland, eight touches all game. Wow. I thought Lerma was sensational on him, actually. I think what does happen is having Harland up there means you worry about him, which means everyone else is better for them. Yes, agreed. That's the problem. But we did do well on Harland. But, um, yeah, they were just, they're a class above, mate. They're a class above.
6: Yeah, well, I, I, some people said to me, like, best team in the world, best team in Europe. We're not going to have to, we're not going to lose 4-0. No. You know,
0: every week, are we? No, they're just, uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're a different kind of fish. They're going to, they're, they're always going to do that. It was always going to be difficult. I think we, the only way we could do it is try and keep it at half time. And we we kept it to nearly 20 minutes and then we just let in, t- then two goals before half time were a killer. If yeah. we had got 0-0, 1-0 at half time, but, and if we had just got a set piece and got our head on something, but, that's all you could do against City and listen, we didn't get too embarrassed. It was it was probably what everyone expected, 4-0. Yeah. And but we're not embarrassed, we move on to the next game with um, you know, with our pride intact, I would say. We didn't have Solanke, we didn't have Zamora, Yeah. And we grafted and yeah, they were they were far too good for us, but it is what it is. As long as we come out of no injuries, we, we won't we won't let that bother us I the fall.
6: Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Tom. Good to see it's you both. See you, mate. Good
8: afternoon, Tiggs. Good afternoon, buddy, how are you? Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, kind of saw that one coming, I suppose,
6: like most people. Yeah, you but said to me as you walked out because <laughs> I was getting a little <laughs> bit excited earlier, and you said to me as you walked out, everyone come down to earth now. Yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone, yeah. everyone remembers now.
8: Well, you know, we we, we kind of pre- knew this was going to happen to us a few times this season. Uh, what I was a little bit disappointed with was that we didn't have more of a go. I thought we could have at least about them a bit more than we did. Yeah. I thought we just try to absorb the game for pretty much for the, from start to finish and try and hit them on the counter. But the problem was their recovery runs and they get back in position so quickly. We, you know we, we don't get a chance to counter attack. Not you know not in the same vein that they counter attacked us. I mean, no, that, that was a little bit <laughs> ironic, isn't it? That was <laughs> yes. our plan and they did it to us twice. Well, exactly. I know and they just do it so well and efficiently. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite scary at times. But you know we kind of expected this sort of a result against these sorts of teams. And you know we, we we caused them a little bit of a problem a couple of times in the first half. I think we went direct a couple of times, and uh, I mean Ben Pearson got off a shot in the yeah. first half. Edison made a comfortable save, and I think there was one that Ake almost like kicked cleared off the line first half. I might it was the other end. I couldn't really yeah, see yeah. it so much, but it, it looked like it was quite close. But you know, all in all, it was uh,
6: it was what you expect, what you expect from a day out of Manchester. There was some there were some good player performances though. There was some, you know, that that, that tried really hard for us. who, who yeah. kind of stuck out for you?
1: I think Travers made a few crucial saves in the first half.
8: Yeah.
1: I don't think Kelly did particularly bad. I think he was alright. Uh, yeah, some moments. Uh, Tavernier had a few good moments. Smith did alright as well.
8: Yeah, yeah. I thought, Ke- I thought Keeper Moore did alright up on his own. He battled hard all game, and he, and he, they didn't, they didn't like it. They didn't like the no. physical battle with him, which I think we should have utilised a bit more than we did. But um, yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? I'm sure you've heard that today quite a few times. It is yeah, what it man, is, is. But is. it's Man City away, so you know, forget about it. Onwards to uh,
6: Arsenal, brilliant. Onwards to Arsenal. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Later, good mate. to see you. See you later. You have KFC later. Oh yeah. Yeah. That that sounds good. good little bright shining thing in my day that is I'm looking forward to that <laughs> uh, speaking of bright shining things Mr Spark oh, thank you
9: very much. how are you are you okay uh, I, I get the plan now um, you. yes um, look it's, it's what we were expecting you know it's, it's nothing to be that disappointed about um, you know speaking to most of the people I think agree that you know we gave a half decent count of ourselves at times but you know we just don't have the quality to compete with that they can keep hold of the ball at will and Harlan's just not fair no, he's not fair. When when you've got a player that started short, so got all the skills to play as a short player, yeah, got yeah. through both gross button and bulked out, so that now he could play as a front man on his own. You've got literally everything in a freak of nature in Haaland. He like Jeff bounced off him, uh, bounced off him, and he's he's our beast in midfield. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Stacey did okay in in a position that we haven't seen him play before. Obviously, after the other card, he did well to not get card again. Tavernier was another standout again. I just. You know, I, I mentioned when we got linked with him how a lot of people were saying he'd be a nice option in the left wing back. And I'm like, no, he's a central midfielder. Let him run, let, yeah. let him run the show, and he does. He, he's just his dribbling is something that we don't have. We expect that from Christie, and he's just not shown anything in the last half a dozen, to a dozen games. Christie really, and it's disappointing. Him over Dom was a big impact, I think. Um, and defensively, we were half decent, I think. Um, Kiefer Moore was a bright spot um, he worked really hard without really getting enough support I think from Christy and Tav I think they needed to be closer to him at times um, and Senesi's first pass when he comes on the pitch he picks out a lovely half you know yeah. ping out to the side I'm um, looking forward to him coming into the squad full time and uh, letting Lerma stand in midfield a lot also Pearson got a shout Pearson, Pearson yeah. because I think he, he battles really hard um, Look, it's just it's everyone's got to get credit for working as hard as they could um, and at the end of the day we've got got to face them at home as well and just write that one off too because they're just far far too good for us to deal with and giving it to four yeah, you know, halfway respectable
6: I think you're right, I think you look at the stats of the game and actually you know it, re- defensively reasonably respectable, When you look at the amount of uh, possession they had, the amount of shots on target that they had, they had seven on target and 19 shots and you know, 11 corners. We, You know, we we did pretty well. 20-odd we clearances we made. So, defensively, that last ditch, that last line was pretty good. It was just that's when the defence kind of had to kick in, wasn't it? It was quite late
9: in. Yeah, exactly. I think the corner count was always going to be high after, like, five minutes. You could see that we, yeah. were, we were throwing our bodies in the way, which was great. Um I think the way they set up is kind of how I imagine they were try and set up to nullify Haaland as much as possible because Haaland's game is built on the ball in behind and whenever they did get it in behind his angles to shoot were really tight and difficult yeah. he went for that lob do you remember the lob yeah, over, remember, try, yeah. go over Travers that was about the best he got Yeah. Um, oh no there was one in the second half where I think he had it relatively central from a cutback and, and he fluffed his lines on that one but apart from the, the assist we nullified him relatively well in terms of other teams will not do as well against Haaland the issue is, you can stop one player, but you've got about five others you've got to stop. Yeah. And in the end, Cancela got an assist. KDV got two goals. Foden got a goal and an, ass- no, got, got an assist. Gundogan came from deep and got an assist from Haaland. There's just so many weapons they've got that I think there were impressive access- aspects to our defensive display. And I think in some ways we got it right. But the first goal came from just one of those moments where... You couldn't really do much about it There was a really good deep I think there was a deep run from I think it was Rodri That started the move That that's where it should have been stopped Someone should have brought him down Before he got it to to I think he got it to I think that was the pass into Haaland Who then shifted it on to De Bruyne uh, uh, To Gundogan Um, But then the second and third goals were counters it yeah. wasn't so much that cause, so the no, first goal no. was the only goal that they really sort of broke us down and then the fourth one was I didn't really I don't really know what happened too much with the fourth one yeah. but I know it was an own goal so um, look there were, there were definitely good things if, if we want to sit in like that again which we were going to have to do against Arsenal and against Liverpool so I think that Parker will definitely be able to look at things in that display and go we'll build on that we've just got to be a lot more careful when we're in possession I think
4: Great to have some instant views. That was Tiggs on the mic and earlier it was myself and Tom at the pair. And the air on the fan cams, I've got to say, was relatively optimistic, actually. It is what it is. I think that was said more than once. And let's be fair, they're right. Manchester City, we couldn't get near them. And based on how it's gone so far, they'll probably win the league. Liverpool drew at home with Palace on Monday night. And that makes me think, wow, Okay, they've got Man United next. Without Nunes against us as well. If if they don't put in a result against Man United, they're going to be reacting against us. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? Because they look really dishevelled and despondent at the moment. Not, not the Liverpool we know and... OK, not love, but not the Liverpool we know, let's put it that way. But between that game, anyway, we've got Arsenal. It's next weekend, it's live on Sky, it's at 5.30. They look to be purring at the moment. Can the Cherry stop them? Well, it's going to be a tough ask, but... If you want to check out YouTube, the content will be flowing throughout the week, but if not, we'll be here at the start of next week for episode 165 to dissect all that went on. Until the next episode, you've been listening to Back of the Net, the AFC Bournemouth with Podcast.
2: Richie.